Thanks for downloading this episode of Updating E-Commerce, a podcast where I talk to leaders and solution providers in the world of online retail. We've got some great guests, so each episode is full of fascinating insights and opinions. I'm Dylan Gray, a founder of Boone, a startup that uses psychology research and AI to build highly engaging and effective digital shopping assistants and gift finders. Today, I'm joined by Ilario Pinero. Ilario is a seasoned project manager with experience spanning both the public and private sectors. Whilst his roots are in SAP, over the past three years, he has worked his way up the ranks at Lego through omnichannel global e-commerce to overall growth strategy project management. It's really good to have you on the podcast today, Ilario. It's a pleasure to be here, Dylan. So we're going to dive in with, with, our, with, my, with my first question, which is, how do you evaluate which projects are right for you? the resources that will be required and the likelihood of that project success? So these, this question, uh, it's, it's the million dollar question, right? Because it highly depends where you are in your career. Well, um, the progression path that you, want to, that you want to take, and it depends as well on the kind of organization where you are working for. Um, so I've worked in, in consultancy, I've worked in, in, in software development, now I work in, uh, in the industry. Um, so on my past project, uh, what I really looked like, um, and I, what I really wanted to to communicate to to my manager was that okay, I want to do something that's interesting for me, something that I that I have passion for, um, and that I can, and that I would like to talk with with a friend of mine while I'm drinking a a, a pint with him on a pub, something that's pleasant, right? Um, it it used to be something something that depends as well on the stakeholders that you want to engage with on, for example, uh, let me remember something that from my previous experience, so I had a colleague of mine that, that worked in supply chain, um, he wanted to, well, to, to proceed and, and to move into a career more, more in finance. Uh, and, and, and it might seem a, a bit strange, but I think that when you are in a, in a big company, you need to have this flexibility to change. So you try to look something more on the area that you wanted to to work in and to develop on. Um, on my particular case, what I look for in into a project, it would be something that I I understand that in five years, for example, or three years, can can add to my to my experience and can add to um, to my to my skill set. Um, and in terms of resources, so uh, ideally, um, all of these questions regarding resources scope. They should all be taken care of, but out of that 100% of, of, of the projects, and I'm sure that's 100% of the people that talk to you that are engaged in delivery, in project management, in program management, in PMO, in change management, all that stuff. Um, so we never have the ideal team. We never have the full resources uh, accounted. And there's always some, some mismatch between skill and between project scope. So do you think it's more about then looking at what resources you have in your team and, and time and, and budget and ensuring that as the project progresses, you're assigning those projects most efficiently rather than making an upfront plan at the beginning? Yes, I, th I think that doing an upfront plan at the beginning, that, that an exercise that's known in, in some schools of software project management, it's a plan for failure, right? So. And that's often what it happens uh, when we when we we put a date and then work uh, for it. 
I think it's highly important that first have all of these factors, resources, scope, stakeholders on board, uh, having a vision, a clear vision, because most of the times we talk about projects, we talk about um, developing something, deploying something, a software, a product, wherever. Um, but this scoping exercise, this definition phase that we're talking about, I think it's always underestimated. So not only having the resources and support of the stakeholders, but really taking your time um, on these initial exercise of, of doing the deep dives that you need to do, talking with the business teams, talking with the technical teams, and not only that, because in e-commerce, e talking with the with the business support teams, consumer services. Uh, so there's a there's a huge, huge amount of stakeholders that need to be mobilized, and they need to understand the project, understand what the product owner, what what, uh, what the business owner sees um, in, in his vision. And I think that only then it's, it's let's go, let's let's put a, a date in the calendar. Let's let's start immobilizing the teams. Let's start, and if it is planning right to left, let's do it. But having this joint vision, I think it, it's super, super, super important. Sure. So for you, what are the main success metrics for a project? Is it about delivering on time? Is it about high high quality? Is it about um, you know project success governed by the outcomes following completion? Um, so for me, delivering a project success, of course, that on time, on budget, and with quality, that's that's important, right? And that's strange as it may sound. Sometimes it's a subjective question, of course, uh, right? What's the what's the quality? So um, my experience now as a project manager tells me that delivering so the, the success of a project, it's first uh, having what's on the contract deployed. Uh, and that's that's super, 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 super important. And and sometimes more important than that, it's manage expectations of the customer, manage the internal expectations. Because um, most of the times, if, if stuff passes out on the scoping phase, if there's something that's not defined, as long as the stakeholders are informed, as long as they know what the effort goes for, as long as they know that the, well, the team is working hard, they understand the requirements, and they did them the, as best as they can in the time that they have. Um, so that's that's for me a success. Of course, that we have all of the KPIs and we need to know how to measure success. Um, and in an e-commerce project, it can be footfall, conversion. Um, so there's a ton of metrics there, can, of course. And we need to differentiate within the in an e-commerce world between a shoppable project and a non-shoppable project, right? So if we are enhancing content, if we are, if we want to, to put something out there and, and launch a product, um, and if we are talking more of a of an ERP project, such as an Oracle implementation, Salesforce, SAP, um, so all of that suite, for you sometimes measuring success or or the success can be having traceability, right? Uh, having having real time analytics to support your management, um, but. And, and I don't know if I'm possibly too much of a formalistic project manager. Uh, for me, success is having expectations management, the stakeholders, uh, the stakeholders should not have any surprise of an outcome of a project, right? So should, they should be on board all of the journey. Um, so it, it's having that, that shake hand between customer, uh, between suppliers and project team in the end of the project. Um, Answering in a nutshell, uh, between quality, scope, um, and duration, I'll always go for for a mix of quality and scope.
Uh, and if we take one more month, we take one more month, but at least we, we make it count. Sure. So the, the, the quality is more important than, than being on time in most scenarios. But, it, but as you said, it's it, it depends on the project, it sounds like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and it depends on who you have working with at the moment. It depends on the culture of the customer you are. So deploying a project in Spain, it, it's completely different than deploying a project in, in, in Germany, right? right. Um, and we may have the same scope, but the, the way that our, our customers perceive the final product of the limited scope, it's highly different. Um, so there, there are all of those variables that, that one has to account in, in this global world. Uh, um, but we, we just need to enjoy the ride and make sure that the customer uh, sees value in what he paid for. Yeah. Our company sees value on our work and that we, we were able to, I don't know, to, to, to deliver our promises to our customers and, and in the days that, that we are currently go through. That's that's one hundred percent of delivering a project. It's it's keeping that word uh, and bringing in additional business, um, creating the relationship with uh, we, with our consumers and with our customers and with our suppliers. So it, it's it's a full it's a full ecosystem. Sure. So, what do you think the greatest challenge is facing e-commerce now and in the next five years? So thinking, of, I was thinking about this one because in, in five years, um, so our 13, so the 13, 13 year olds in 2021 would be tw uh, 18 years old in five years, right? Yeah. So we're talking about a generation that that grew with with their phones in their hands, uh, with TikToks, with with, with social media, um, with streaming services. So truth be told, I think it's highly, it's difficult to to think five years ahead in, in, in this super dynamic world uh, of e-commerce. Um, so I'd say that security, it's a huge concern. Um, for, for my generation, uh, so I'm, I'm relatively proficient with technology, and I think I'd, I feel safe while using uh, my, my device, my, my iPhone, my iPad, my Android, doing an online purchase. My, my parents' generation does not feel that safe still, right? So there's, there's that resistance there. So I think in these next five years, if we if we cover the gap, uh, or if you cover this gap, if if we if we make sure that the ecosystems are safe for everyone, regardless of the maturity of your user maturity, in in Amazon, um, in eBay, in Shopify, so in all of those marketplaces, I think that would be a a really important battle to win from from the from the business point of view. Um, another of the big variables that may I don't change the paradigm where I'm working for it's cryptocurrencies and how will they be adopted and how we'll work with them. Um, yeah. So at the moment we are in the verge of a, what I think would be will be a major transformation on these next two three years uh, with these cryptocurrencies being regulated, being on top of the market, being brought in the market, and I want to to go a bit of a lot of topic here, uh, but imagine that. Uh, Investment banks, hedge funds, so all of these financial worth, financial worth institutions. If two percent of their portfolio is a cryptocurrency, we're talking about three trillion dollars entering the market in these next two three years. And these liquidity entering to the markets, entering to the tech companies, entering into the into the radar of companies such as, and I'm not. I don't think there's a problem with me saying this, but entering into the radar of as companies such as Deloitte, PwC, Ernest and Young, Capgemini, um, and the companies that provide services, right? That 
set the standards uh, in terms of practice and that inform our and that implement the projects that that um, support the, the major companies on their ways of working. So all of these relations will be super, super, super important in how we operate. Um, and it's funny because in these next five years, so for me, looking in three years, and I don't know what you think, Dylan, but I think it's impossible that in five years there's not a, a deal on johngray.com and you are not able to sell your services there. In the same way that there will be a lilaripineda.com and I'll be able to sell my services there. Um, and being it in a, in a freelancing capacity, so I think at the path it's more and more of that. Uh, and of course, that be, I may be stretching a bit here because I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what to sell, but these will be more and more of a trend. So I think at all of these big firms, uh, there will be a lot of critical mass on these next five years thinking, oh, now can we in, I don't know, in a week can, can transform a familiar company into a full e-commerce company uh, delivering uh, in on store, online and through Amazon and eBay, right? So this is a practice that's being created uh, that's that's being worked on now by these big companies, and a lot will will change um, on this short term. Mm. Fascinating stuff. I, I think that's the first time anybody's uh, mentioned cryptocurrency on the podcast. But <laughs> but you're absolutely right. It's going to be a huge challenge to to solve the the problems that are associated with cryptocurrency, um, and at the same time make it feel safe and 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 make it financially viable. I think as well for for, for retailers. Yeah, absolutely. That is critical. So what have you seen in e-commerce recently that has most impressed you? I would say uh, in, the, in these past three or four months, I've been, more I've been more focusing on how to bring, bring in growth in, into organizations and into companies. And the thing that really impressed me is that how someone that has a, a basic knowledge of, of technology, of e-commerce, um, with the proper investment of time, can can easily create a site, a store, uh, update their social media, create the social media accounts into one platform. So it's it's been fascinating. I've been knowing a bit more how GoDaddy works, and how Wix.com works, and how Helium 10 works, and I've just said the name of three softwares that I've been recently checking. But how how can a a cheap software because most of the time these are not expensive um, plans. How can someone can pay with a credit account or personal account uh, a, a two-digit amount per month and manage their social media presence, um, the cadence to which they they publish in social media, um, product editing video editing, fully integrated um, in, in a really, really super professional way uh, with support from, from internal consultants from these companies. And you can literally um, mm. go from A to Z in, in, in two weeks. So this is fascinating stuff. The other, the other thing that impressed me quite a lot on these past months um, was all the all the key world all the key world world is developing and how important it is for really for me as a shopper and, and for me as someone from the business um, need to be precise asking for what we want right writing the specific keyword 
um, from from the consumer point of view, and for me, from the supplier, from from the business point of view, how on top of the game I need to be to constantly update um, all of the keywords and, and the internal engine so that we are able to, on a non real time ongoing basis, keep on top of the trends, keep on top of what's being what's out there, what's on the forums, what's on Reddit, uh, what's on the what's on the ether, right? Because most of the times trends come from these small corners uh, of of the internet and small uh, and and of consumer farms as well. I think that for someone that's starting a business mm. now, uh, knowing Altrust Pilot works, knowing re doing these research in in, in in sites like these can give you an amazing advantage while setting up a business. So I think that information it's really everything at the moment and it was there was never a time where we had so much information and relevant information in terms of topics uh accessible uh you know so that, that, i think that's that's one of the things that most impressed me uh on, on this on this journey on these last, last six months uh because now people and, and companies so there's an agenda right to for fast uh for fast growth for for the all of these acceleration packs that are coming uh, and all of the money that we'll enter in Europe with uh, the super packs that we have in Europe, in the UK with the super packs and with, with the, the trade deals that are being um, now managed. So all of these will impact uh, the next two or three years because uh, in the end, liquidity makes a difference. Um, so I think it's that's that's impressive. Wow, really interesting stuff. Thanks for joining me, Eladio. I appreciate it. No, no problem. That was Ilario Pinero talking about his perspective from a project management standpoint, giving some really interesting insights into where he thought e-commerce would go in the next five years and what had impressed him most in the industry recently. Be sure to subscribe to catch our future episodes of updating e-commerce. Until next time, thanks for listening.